Welcome to the Healing Space. I am Sensei Raven Ekundayo. And Brandon Harris Williams. Yes, you sound so joy filled. I love it. I mean, you know, I just am sometimes. I don't know where I was going to go with that, but I changed my mind mid thought. Listen, th- they can't see you, but you gave me everything I needed. <laughs> because even, even the statement may have sounded like you were trying to think of what you wanted to say. That head, that ch- chin you had over your shoulder just now. Given this fabulousness, <laughs> the best idea we ever had was to make sure we were on Skype so we could see each other. <laughs> everything, everything. <laughs> your childish. That's all. We're gonna get you a good lace front. Yes, <laughs> like let it be a part of you <laughs> whenever we record. Just uh-huh. toss your trusses. Indeed. <laughs> Support it. I don't know if Tasha will call them trusses, but you know. Who's Tasha? I don't know. What did you say? You said toss? Yes. I, I said Tasha Truss. What? I was confused. I love that though, because it means when you think of a good lace front, it's <laughs> you think of somebody named Tasha. Because <laughs> it was me, that's why I thought you were saying Tasha. Oh, I can't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was, she should have a good lace front, though. I mean, <laughs> you think about it. So anyway, <laughs> somebody might like that that weird invisible part thing. That's not an invisible part because the naming of that is just wrong. Because oh, you, you've seen the ones where the part be like the Red Sea. You've seen it. You've seen it. You better just tell me. You, you better inform me. I, 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 I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what you're but talking about, but I've seen it. Yeah. There about. we go. The misfits know what you're talking about. Listen. Right. Make sure y'all hit him up on Twitter and let him know that y'all agree. Just call me Otis. <laughs> let him know he's not let alone. Let know that you've seen it. If you have one, don't tell me because I'm going to laugh. <laughs> Out of love. Out of love, I'm going to laugh at you. Not you gonna Stop. laugh out of love. I'm not. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, <laughs> let's get to our weekends. So, <laughs> my weekend was actually really, really active. Yes. Yeah, and that's thanks to my good friend Donvina. Like we had the best time together. The best. You hear me? The best. The best. Listen. The best. So she she hit me up. This was uh, I think Friday night. Uh, she asked me if I will be up for going out with her on Saturday. And I was like, I don't have anything planned Saturday. That's definitely bet. So she took me to this place called, uh, it was the ATL Peaches and Art Show. And mm-hmm. that was a whole lot of fun. It was uh, these two different venues that were on the same block. And they just had a bunch of really cool ass black creatives that i mean it was everything it was things for like clothing and uh like what they had food clothing they did have drinks there was a bar uh there was music there was fashion 
there were authors who were there there were lots of visual artists like it was nice it was nice and the atmosphere was so eclectic now mind you there were it was nothing but black but that's the beauty of us you know that we come in not only so many different shades but the the creatives all look so different so i loved Ooh. that and she was able to see i told her because you know even though with me i can get really uncomfortable in situations with lots of people if i have somebody with me where our our energy vibes a certain way I completely change and that's what happened in this event like the the atmosphere felt so good that I didn't feel uncomfortable so I networked my ass off and it's like she jumped in and both of us were networking you know getting cards connecting on Instagram all that good stuff I love that in society we live in now Instagram is the first one you say you don't say Twitter you don't say Facebook you say Instagram (laughs) like and it was funny because we would say Instagram but then we talked to other people and they would say it to us first so i was like okay so instagram is the ultimate connector and then everything else comes after that got you okay um but it was, it's like it was easiest to show your this is project. very true this is Visual. very true yeah, it helps this a lot right <laughs> especially for me because with me doing yoga you know i'm like well the best way for me to show you i take you to my instagram you can look at all my students you know because the love movement page is dedicated to my students solely. So I'm like, yeah, go on there so you can check out, see what it is that I would have you doing if you were a student. Uh, there was actually a couple um, that we met at one of the one of the spots that we went to where they live literally, I would probably say, a street over from me. <laughs> so we were tripping because they had like different soaps. Um, different soaps and different scents like they had lavender oh my god it smelled so good but I was like okay so I want to support you so do you have any cards or any information so we exchanged information and I forgot what Dee said to them but she when she was talking to them they said that they were located in Riverdale and I was like oh my god that's where I live so then they said the street they live on and I was like what <laughs> and they started laughing they were like why did you say that I said because that's literally a street over from me like Forget having to, you know, drive to you guys. I'm going to walk over to your house. <laughs> Open up. Give me the soap. Thank you. So they said that they're, they're, uh, they're into yoga. They haven't done a lot. Well, he hasn't done a lot. She has. But he said he'd be interested in getting into it. And she said that it's great that I'm a, a black male and that I teach yoga because she was like, we don't see enough of that. And a lot of times men feel uncomfortable taking yoga from other people. So, and he said, actually, he would really like to take it with um, a black man. So I was like, that's awesome. So that was a great connection. There were several connections. Uh, yeah, it was all good. So we, we did that. And that was a lot of fun. We stayed there for a couple of hours. Then we left there and made our way to Harold's Chicken and Ice Bar which I had never heard of before, but clearly everyone else has. <laughs> yeah. It was it was Dee's first time going there because she said that she'd been to the one in Chicago and she really liked that one. But she'd never been to the one here. So I was like, yeah, I'm totally up for it. Let's go. So we go. When we get in there, it was so funny because she was like, yeah, so this isn't the same as Chicago. <laughs> like, it, I guess Chicago is kind of like just restaurant and that's it. But this yeah. was like a whole experience. Like there was a DJ, like everything. <laughs> um, so it was really cool and it was packed. Like I told her, I was like, you know, we always talk about supporting black business. I'm like, I think that Harold's is good. Like I don't think we have to worry about Harold's. <laughs> it was, it stayed packed. Stayed for every like 18 people who left. Just as many came in. And the food was banging. 
Oh my god, it was so good. Like that chicken. Mm-hmm. I had some leftovers that I brought with me. I ate it yesterday with some of my uh, roasted garlic red potatoes that I made. Oh my god. Chicken is the best even when it's leftovers. Come on. I'll definitely be going back there again. Listen. <laughs> I've never been. I've heard about it, but I've never been. So you gotta take me. I was about to say, am am taking you. <laughs> this is a thing. <laughs> so, uh, so we chilled there for a while, had some drinks, and then after we left there, where did we go after that? We left. Oh, and then we walked. Okay, so she took me to my very first lesbian bar. Um, so that was really cool. So we went in there and met up with some of her friends and then we danced and well, I didn't really dance. I sat in the chair and they kept talking about how bougie I look, but, um, but I loved D because she is doing her best to learn how to twerk. But right now it's all shoulders. And I was like, listen, <laughs> and it's like when she would go to get ready to do it, we had such so much fun laughing off of this. So when she gets ready to twerk, she jumps in the air. So she like jumps in the air and then comes down like she's about Land to do that. Yeah. Right. But it looks more like the, the Carlton from Fresh Prince Dance where it's like, dang, 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 dang. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, it was the best. And then she dropped down into it and then the shoulders just start going. <laughs> like, but your butt's not moving. It's just your shoulders. She's there. She is. She is. She and does. that's the reason why we, whatever. I'm not, listen. Listen. The streets say you know how to start. I'm just saying. Yeah, the streets say I know how. Which street is this? <laughs> the streets plural it's more than one. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, there are a certain amount of drinks that I need in me in order for me to work. So, Mm-mm. but you do know how. You just have to be drunk. Is what you're saying? Oh, listen. I was born knowing how to twerk, but anyway. So, <laughs> moving forward, <laughs> some things just come naturally. But anyway, so <laughs> whatever, whatever. This is another reason why I shouldn't be able to see your face. <laughs> I'm turning away from you. <laughs> you said it. I didn't say it. I didn't. Moving I just like cracked forward. the door open. You ran in there. You all in the house getting comfortable. You get your shoes off. Like I just said, you got as well. You could teach her. I actually have not seen you twerk. Many have not. Many have not. Again, there's a certain level of drinks that need to be in me. Yeah, no. <laughs> Those things stay away from the public. But <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we had a blast there. And so that was like the whole night. Like we started like early evening and it went all the way. I think I got home at like 3 a.m. And so that was a gag because I got home at 3 a.m. And then she and I ended up meeting up again the next morning for yoga on top of Stone Mountain. So <laughs> we what what time did I tell you? Because you asked me on Sunday morning. Ten, um, right? Yeah, ten was what time? Yeah, we three. Y'all met at ten to go there, or y'all were at no? The, she got here like nine or nine thirty. We got to the mountain at ten. Yeah. Child. Okay. But yeah, so the mountain was good. She's taken yoga before, but never she's never had revolutionary yoga. And so as we're going up the mountain, we're, um, we, I have her meditating at different points as we're climbing up the mountain. Then we get to the top and we begin to get our flow on. And she did a really, really good job. I'm very, very proud of her. 
and we ended up uh meeting like my friend Dwayne was up there and he's a fitness coach here in Atlanta he's actually has yeah he's been on the show before absolutely yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Dwayne Walter (laughs) yeah so we saw him and uh right because i'm sitting there like ready set great has he been on here i was like yes indeed he has that's how many episodes we have now he has been on the live listen brandon already knows today has been a day for me (laughs) i can't think of the episode number but it was like three months ago now yeah and it was healing through fitness so yeah i remember the name see see i I, i'm doing okay i'm not not doing great i'm doing okay (laughs) Get you there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, but yes, yeah, so we saw him. Another brother by the name of Daniel. He goes by a uh, Smokey Yogi on uh, Instagram, and one other brother. I forgot his name, but I know he's like bowlegged something on Instagram. But yeah, so we saw all of them were on on top of the mountain, and that was really cool. We took some pictures, did some poses together. But yeah, Dee did wonderful, and I'm really, really proud of her, and I look forward to her continuing her journey with Revolutionary Yoga and the Love Movement. So uh, yeah, so after that, we left, and I came back home, and that was pretty much my day, because Saturday wore me out. So going up to a mountain and flowing in 90-degree weather (laughs) was like, yeah, so I'm good. So I came back home, and I watched the series finale of um, Sense8. I watched uh, two episodes of Luke Cage season two, and there was something else that I watched. Oh, Queen Sugar, the latest episode of Queen Sugar. And yeah, so that was my night. So that was my weekend. What about you, BHW? My, I feel like I should have been first yet again. Mine was so low key. Like, um, <laughs> I worked Friday. Well, I, this is my weekend off, but I worked, you know, overnight. So I worked Friday going into Saturday, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I worked, went into work um, Friday. I was like, okay, it's going to be a good night, whatever, you know. And they told me there was going to be another outage at work. <laughs> at one thirty. So I said, okay. It hit 1 o'clock. I was like, I'm going to see y'all later. This is cute. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be back on Monday because I don't have time. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even to play with them. No, I just don't. No, for what? For what? Come on, come on. Because, you know, I have this conversation every time there's an outage at work. And it's just like, who has time? (laughs) (laughs) So, no. So, I just quietly went home. And then I came home and I was like, went right to sleep. I was not up long after. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I need to stop that, uh, making my sleep schedule normal. Because then I'm messed up when I go back to work. Right. Um, Saturday, I really don't remember what I did Saturday. I know I didn't really douse too much. (laughs) I had some writing done, but I don't. Other than that, I don't know what I did. But that's funny because most people's Fridays are what they can't remember. <laughs> you can't remember the middle day of the weekend. <laughs> no, I cooked Saturday night. Come on, and I drank wine, and then I was asleep. Yes, come I'm on. Like, <laughs> you better make yourself a meal and drink some wine on a Saturday night. Yes, you know, just half a bottle of pink Moscato, you know. Come on, that's a real cute night by yourself. I like that. That's That's what you call me time right there. But you know, it's fine. (laughs) So, (laughs) then Sunday. (laughs) Because I went to sleep so early Saturday night, I woke up pretty early Sunday. I should have driven up to ATL to be on the mountain with you. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad I did because the day went on, I started not to feel so well. So I was like, thank goodness, go ahead and pass now on top of the mountain. This would not have been a good look. (laughs) Just want everybody's yoga. This is not going to work. So, 
again, it was pretty low key. I chilled out around the house. I tried to get some writing done, but I just wasn't feeling too well. So I ended up laying, laying around for a minute, like took a nap or something. Um, I started to feel it better as the day went on because mm-hmm. I watched the BT Wars. We'll get to later. And so live tweeting actually kind of whatever reason helped my mood a little bit. I don't know. But, right. So, yeah, that was my weekend. It's pretty, pretty low key. Just fine. Because my next weekend off, I have plans. I'm going out of town. So, next week we'll be able to tell you something. But right. this week, <laughs> this weekend it was pretty chill. It was pretty chill. So, um, since that's my weekend, that's your weekend. Mm-hmm. So, ultra pop thing, you know. Okay. It is, uh, you know, Pride Month. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, I can't get it out. That's what I meant to say. I didn't do anything for Pride uh, Month. I got to do better with my life. Wait a minute. Okay, well, here's how we can make it better. Oh, my life. Were you were you unapologetically fabulously queer all of June? I don't know if I was. Oh, <laughs> well, shit. I was trying to give you an easy way out to say you celebrate Pride then, but okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but but that's also honest. So we're we're gonna make space for that honesty. <laughs> I mean, as unapologetically queer as I am on the daily, so wherever that falls on the barometer, that's what I was for the most. <laughs> I didn't give the girls anything more. I'm sorry. Okay, then that's fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do better next June, and I'll do better for the upcoming Pride events. I, I was about to say, because, you know, Pride all year long, so yeah, you're good. You <laughs> Listen. Well, yes. So, but speaking of, you know, LGBTQIA fabulousness and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Say show on FX called Pose. Indeed. Indeed. They need to tune in. I, it's really, really good. I really enjoy you know the representation that's on there, the storylines they're covering. Um, I won't say too much. So I know I know you get nervous. Mm-hmm. I know you get nervous. <laughs> this last episode though just dealt with HIV. Okay. It was dealt before, so see, I'm not no spoilers or anything. But they're having certain conversations, and it just proves how far, how much more we know now, and how far you know, say technology has come, and advancements, and medical advancements have been made, and different things. Right. So it's just, I just really enjoy it. Yeah. This last written by uh, Janet Mock. Um, it's really good. I know you haven't seen this past week yet, but yeah, I think Janet actually did the. If it wasn't the Christmas one, it was the one right before that. Because this will make her second one that she's written so far. Yeah, I think she co-wrote the last... Whatever episode she did before, she co-wrote. But this is the one she wrote by, she wrote by herself. Okay. And then she directed one later in the season. Okay. So, yeah. Come on, Janet. Okay. Get the right. door. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But yeah, no, Pose is everything. And I'm actually going to finally have an episode that I watch before we record this one day. <laughs> Because I told you, I'm like, I don't know what's going on with my DVR, but for some reason it'll record, but it makes me wait hours before it's available for me to watch. It's the only show on my DVR that does that. I'm like, that's really, really weird. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a necessary show. And I love watching it. Like, watching that show feels so comfortable for me. Whenever I watch every episode, I'm sitting there, and it takes me back to my teen years. And it's like, wow, I remember this, this, so some of this journey, some of it is me. Other parts of it is just what I've seen through friends or things of that nature. Even the, the journey with AIDS, you know, uh, I remember my very first friend who was, uh, HIV positive and the journey that ended up happening 
as it transitioned over into AIDS and what that experience was like, you know, and Mm -hmm. the, the love that we circled them around with. And just to think of where we were, where we were then, I believe that would have been 1998. So just to think of in 1998 to 2018, how different it looked even then, you know? So it's it's so interesting watching that show, and it's it's another reason why I love it. It just hits home so much. It really hits home. And again, you know, so much about the who's behind the camera, and the the people who are helping to make sure these stories are authentic. You know, it says a whole lot. So yeah, because I definitely feel like it's definitely humanizing ball culture to a lot of people. Because a lot of folks have seen, you know, Paris is burning, or you know, saying no, you know, trans rights and different things. But still, even within the LGBT community, a lot of us are still ignorant to a lot of things. Very true. But personally, I've never been to a ball. I've just seen, you know what I'm saying, like different things online or whatever. Again, Paris is burning. But even this opens my eyes a little bit more to different things. Right. So I definitely appreciate it and I love it for that. Well, I, I love it for the positive, the positive showing of family, you know? Because I have attended balls and I not only like I know about families and houses, you know, um, houses, mm-hmm. what I meant to say, not families. Um, I know about houses and the families that are created within them. And it's unfortunate to say I know a lot of negativity that happens in houses and these safe spaces that are supposed to be created for family. But there are a lot of negative things that come out of them, you know, so I love them showing what houses are supposed to be, what they should look like, what they originally were, you know. And I really hope for any houses that are not following that blueprint in the world right now for them to look at that show and understand of what they should get back to, you know, because these are supposed to be safe spaces for people who don't feel like they have people who love them. So they create their own families together where they will feel accepted and seen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Also, um, on TV mm-hmm. last uh, my girl Mara Brock Akil, you know, she returned to television. This genuine smile on your face right now. <laughs> I mean, with love is on own, uh, it's like loosely inspired by her and her husband's real love story. So it came on, and I'm excited. And what's her husband's name? Selena Kiel. Because you be trying to play him. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I don't talk to him. He's currently over Black Lightning. You know, he directed. I could I mean I list his off his uh, IMDB too, but I'm just saying I didn't list her off right now, so I'm not playing nobody. It's the show that she's over, it's about her right now. Sorry, that's all right. I mean. Go ahead, go ahead, sir. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it yet? No, I have not. Mm-mm. Do better with your life. <laughs> I was waiting no. for that. <laughs> it's fine. I can be honest and say it's not my favorite pilot from her so far, but I did really enjoy it. Okay. So. Awesome. Um, also, since we just on this Hollywood, you know, black folks tip, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Netflix did this thing. It's called a Great Day in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. All of their, or I don't want to say all, but maybe most. Right. A of, large majority. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of uh, actors and then also some of the filmmakers and directors behind their series and movies together for a photo shoot to recreate, um, was it a good day in Har- Harlem? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and they just, you know, got together, took a picture, and then they, it was a little, I guess, a clip. I just kind of just promoting the blackness on Netflix kind of thing, or promoting also the, the photo shoot that they did. Yeah. So, nice to see everybody all there together, and, um, representing, thankfully, they finally renewed, uh, Dear White People. 
Listen. So I was happy in the place. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were making me feel some kind of way. Because in my mind, I felt I felt like it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to get uh, renewed for season three. But she would have never known from the way how hard the cast was going on on social media. Listen. Listen. <laughs> I was, I, I, in my mind, I was I felt like I feel like now cable shows are just automatically renewed, kind yeah. of. Or like as soon as they start or episode two or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So I thought it had been renewed. And then I started seeing stuff the past few weeks where they were talking about it. I was like, Oh, they didn't pick y'all up? Like Right. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but what were your thoughts on the uh photo shoot though? Well, yeah, I, I was going to say when I first saw the picture, I was slightly confused because several people have given their versions of the Great Day in Harlem. So when I saw it, I just assumed that it was one of those. So I was like, oh, well, who, 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 who take your time, <laughs> who reposted one of these pictures? Then I looked closer and I saw, uh, what's his name? Is it Deron Horton or however you pronounce his name from Dear White People? I saw him and I was like, okay, well, clearly this is a more current picture. <laughs> So I looked a little further into it and I was like, and I started realizing all the faces that I see are all people on Netflix. And I was like, this is cute. Then of course, you know, I got thrown off because I saw Ava and I was like, wait, what? Like, why is Ava? And then that's why I was glad that you mentioned to me 13 because I was like, right, duh. Because um, I'm sitting there like, what does she? Yes, yes, that's true. That was a documentary that was specifically Netflix. Indeed, it was. <laughs> but it was just so. It was so awesome to see. It really was. And mm-hmm. I actually, literally, as I'm saying this to you right now, had to remind myself that Laverne Cox is an orange is the new black. Because I was actually looking at her like, why? Why were you in the picture? Like, what new project do you have coming up? <laughs> Listen, it's been too long for Orange. When was the last damn season of Orange is the New Black? <laughs> I'm like, I thought I watched it a minute ago, but I don't know. Oh, I was about to have a serious. Well, no, I, look, I could, no, I won't spoil. I, I want to spoil so bad. There's a character who dies, and once that character died, I was pretty much done with the show. But then I did finally allow myself to watch the season after that, and it was good. So I was like, okay. Didn't said character die like two years ago and is currently on a Hulu show at the moment. You might as well just go ahead and just, like, just tell everybody. But I'm like, <laughs> she died, that was everywhere online. Like, that's not recent. Like, but, but my thing is, is that there's still people who haven't seen it. Like, you're acting like that people listen to this. All of them watch Orange is the New Black. They have not. So I'm like, to me, that was a significant death. So I'm like, I'm not giving that away. Like, now, unfortunately, if this is somebody who does watch that Hulu show, then you're there just looking at you now, like, well, thank you. Okay. You've, right, and the look of don't care on your eyes that lets me know. No, but I didn't say who. I didn't say which show. Hulu has more than one show. Don't do that. But there are, do- are there other characters from Orange of the New Black who are on these shows on Hulu? If you know they're on the other show, then you should be watching Orange also. So then you already be caught up. We're not going to do this. <laughs> Even though you're doing it now. Shady. Anyway, so yes, you get. I am so far off course. So far. Yes, I liked the photo shoot a lot. I think that it's really cute. I love that in the age of social media, you're able to have all these different people who are at the same photo shoot all posting it. You can just tell they were waiting with bated breath for the opportunity for Netflix to be like, bam, you can start showing them. Because I'm looking at some of these people's pages and these selfies, I'm like, yeah, you've been holding on to these selfies for a little minute, haven't you? <laughs> you've, you've wanted to post these pictures for a little bit now. You're going in. It was camp. Look at, not cute though, but I can't. <laughs> um, what's on my list? 
Okay, so my girl, Belle Calise, is married, allegedly. That's what the streets are saying to Kiari. That's Cardi being offset for the folks who don't know. Um, apparently, they got married, or allegedly, I don't know, got married back in September. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, I guess it came out because last night when they won, Migos won an award at the BT Awards. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, I want to thank my wife. And so TMZ was like, wife? Like, what? <laughs> so TMZ was able to dig up a marriage uh, certificate from, I think, like mid-September. Mm-hmm. So that meant they've gotten married a few months before. I mean, not a few months, but a few weeks before. I'm sorry. Right. So. Yes. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> I love it. What well, a well, place to be. Yay for them. <laughs> <laughs> Can I stand you? What? Can I? What? <laughs> so we've gotten all of the good news out of the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> congratulations. Um, so good news that we need to address. Okay, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and step back off the stage. <laughs> it's all you. No, no, no! Before we get there, before we get there. Oh, I was about to say for <laughs> for anyone who's listened to the podcast before, <laughs> this got to sound real familiar. But okay, we're not there yet. Okay, my bad, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> uh. So Tiana Taylor released a new uh, album. Ah, yes, yes, she did. Yes, and it was supposed to come out Friday. Mm-hmm. It did not come out Friday, and everybody online was looking for it. People had attitudes had, online. People had attitudes. Listen, and but she was looking for her damn self. Oh, she was like retweeting stuff. They were like, "Where's your album?" She was retweeting it. Like, <laughs> she <was> like oh. <laughs> oh, okay. So. It came, it finally was released, I guess, early Saturday morning, because by the time I got up, yeah, it was already out. And folks listened, and they did not enjoy. <laughs> I actually did enjoy. I feel like it was similar to the last album she gave us, not in a bad way, but I was like, I don't, I don't know what y'all wanted. Right. I mean, it was short, but, um, uh, what you call it? Kevin of the Outline Podcast, he posted something online. He was like, you know, artists are making shorter albums because they don't really make the money off the albums anymore because we're all streaming. Right. So I was like, what well, makes sense? Yeah. Why spend that money on studio time when I need my money from the from the ticket? Right. That's the reason yeah. why touring is important. That's where the money comes in. Listen, because honestly, with streaming, nobody is really buying music because you buy you pay your nine 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 for Apple or whatever your streaming service is, and you can get all of the albums there you for go. the month. There you go. So that sucks, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And people aren't taking that into consideration. It's it's a classic case of you're not thinking about the person, you're thinking about yourself. So <laughs> what is it that you're getting out of this, you know? Honestly, honestly. I mean, yeah, I was a little, I wish that would have been a little bit longer, like maybe just the song length maybe, but mm-hmm. I wasn't upset with the finished product. Right. Well, and like I was saying to you offline, after everyone got finished complaining, I finally started to see people who actually did like it. And so mm-hmm. they were beginning to speak up a little bit more. Uh, I look forward to listening to it because I actually really liked her last album, which was a surprise to me because before I listened to that album, all she was to me was that Byron. Yeah, no. I just liked everything about her because of that movie. <laughs> like, I wanted to. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I didn't like anything about her. Um, I was just like, no, this isn't going to work for me. 
But I listened to the album and she has such a beautiful voice. Oh my goodness, I love her voice. It's so layered. Like, it's nothing I was expecting from her at all. So, I'm not one of those people to wait around for albums. So, it wasn't really a big deal to me. But now that it's out, I'm like, I look, I look forward to listening to it because I love her voice. So, for me, I don't know. Like, where we are in music right now, it takes a lot for me to be disappointed like, I really think I'm only disappointed in my absolute favorite artists if they bring out something, you know? So, it's like if Brandy was to release something and it didn't really do much, you know, and I listened to it, it felt like it let me down, that I could understand being disappointed. Yeah. But it's still not something, and I don't know, again, we're all different in this age of social media. If I didn't care for it, I'd talk about it on the podcast, but I wouldn't have a need to go on there and tag her and let her know. Like, that seems like a lot. Because if you feel this way, what is this going to do to the artist, you know? Because for them, what they believe they were making was quality. So it's different if you go on Facebook and you talk about how you didn't like it and you leave it at that. But tagging people, I still, but that's a whole nother conversation, whole nother conversation. <laughs> but I say all of that to say I look forward to listening to it and maybe in another episode I can let you know how I feel about it. Yeah. Hey, good, good. Well, go ahead. It's not going to take you longer than a sitcom to listen to it. <laughs> Shady ass. Yes. Shady ass. <laughs> no, because I was talking to Thomas. He was like, I had to clear out some time to listen to it. I was like, hmm, <laughs> 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 Anyway, sir. But the, but the gag is. <laughs> saying. Again, I liked it. These jokes is free for all, okay? He said, he said, but the gag is you go for a smooth walk down the street real quick. <laughs> not even and back, but that just that. <laughs> no, I'm stopping. I'm not I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you. Okay. <sighs> So, okay, now here's where I step off the stage. Okay, okay, now it's time. No, 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 because you have stuff to contribute to. Do I? Yes. Don't do that. 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 So, uh, this past Sunday, mm-hmm. BT Awards, mm-hmm. um, which uh, used to be one of my favorite award shows. You know, I love us. I love to see us do things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, the good thing, I enjoyed seeing Migos perform. I got, I got up out my bed and, you know, I shook a little something, something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Anita Baker received the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, Marsha Ambrosius, uh, Lettucey, and Yolanda Adams all came. Yolanda Adams sang her face off. Mm-hmm. I, like, throw something at my TV. Like, Anita Baker was crying. It was just, it was, it was great. It was great. And then after the Nita Baker tribute, I turned my television. But granted, that, that had been like two hours of the award show. Okay. So that was, I was about to say, <laughs> like, where was that in the show? Okay, gotcha. I've been watching it for a minute. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so, Jamie Foxx hosted. Mm-hmm. And I already knew he was going to do a bad job because he did a bad job the last time he hosted. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, he was welcome back. And so, it's fine. Don't bring it back. It's cool. Um, his whole thing felt improvised. Like nothing about it felt like he was reading off the teleprompter. Nothing about it felt rehearsed. Nothing about it felt pre-written. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, because there was a part of the show he pulled Michael B. Jordan on stage. Oh, uh, they were very Black Panther excited, so he pulled Michael B. Jordan on stage to recite the line from Black Panther about uh, 
the ocean and my ancestors. I'm not going to say the whole thing, just right. in case somebody hasn't seen it. But, right. Yeah. Um, and then another part of the show, he pulled Donald Glover, Charles Gambino on stage to start singing This is America. Mm-hmm. And you could tell on their faces that this was not planned. <laughs> like, you know, like your, your aunties are like, get in front of the dance. But that's what it was for both of them. It's like, sir, can you can you host? Right. Please? Like, <laughs> Can you please? So, yeah, it was very lackluster this year. Um, I'm never the person really that really cares about the awards. That's never why I watched, and that's what any awards show for the most part. Right. So, whatever. I can't tell you one because I wasn't really paying attention. It's fine. Um, I just want the award show to be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, a lot of folks were you know, joking online, you know, it's ghetto, whatever, whatever. I don't have an issue with it being ghetto. Because I feel like it's always been ghetto, which mm-hmm. is fine. It's always been a, a, I mean, a hint of ghetto here and there. I, my issue with it is that it's very unorganized. It's very not structured. Right. It's just kind of like, okay, so y'all know the show is tonight, right? So who can we call <laughs> to make it happen? You know, it's just very like, did we, did we really take the time to plan this? Did we? Right. This comes yearly. Do we forget? <laughs> At what point do we say, hey, we gotta do something, you know? It just feels a bit... But I, and then you look at, you know, they're programming the other six days of the week. Come on. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> this is a network that lacks direction. Listen, lacks a um, lot of things. What do you... <laughs> so, I'm not even... I, I ran it a little bit last night. I don't even have the energy to do it with them today. Because, I mean, I've been doing it the end of time, so I'm blue in the face because they just don't like to work. And so... Yeah, I don't know what's keeping the lights on over there. I really don't. <laughs> I also don't know how much song they're going to be on either. So, yeah. That's all I had. Oh, the slow deconstruction of BET. But, yes. <laughs> the slow deconstruction, indeed. Wow. I feel like that should be a documentary. But, uh, anyway, so, yes, that's uh, the end of Culture of Pop, right? <laughs> that's all I had. <laughs> Oh, that was a good culture. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to get ready to continue making our way toward uh, this interview of mine with my best friend up in New York, Mr. Brandon Nick. And okay. yeah, as we celebrate healing through pride, he and I have an awesome conversation uh, dealing with, as we were talking about earlier, when it's about pose, we were talking about ballroom culture. You know, mm-hmm. what it is meant for you, uh, his company, the Each Other Project, and so much more. So much more. It's definitely a great conversation. So I'm looking forward to you and everyone else hearing it. <laughs> you do all this stuff where I'm like, is he about to speak? <laughs> See, this is why I don't need to be watching you because I'm expecting all these little shakes, sh- sh- shimmies of your shoulders and stuff means you're about to speak. And then we have dead air. And I'm like, okay, silence. <laughs> I'm just singing Eddie Baker in my head. I'm sorry. Oh, see, listen, our listeners have not heard you actually sing in a long time. So they're kind of thinking, was this earlier THS? Like, was this just him at the beginning of our podcast? Does he no longer do this? Like, maybe that was a thing. It was a chapter in THS's history. I don't even know if I'm in good voice today. Let me see if I drink some water real quick. I don't, my cup's empty. I'm sorry. Yeah, so we're going to come back with good news <laughs> with some singing. Okay, I see what you do. You make people wait. Okay, 
they gotta work for it. I met, I met. So yes, <laughs> we're about to heal through pride with Mr. Brandon Nick. On the other side of that will be good news. We will be right back. Our guest today is a portrait photographer and filmmaker whose purpose as an artist is to amplify the voices and images of varied identities. As a result of that passion, he co-founded the Each Other Project, an organization which fosters and celebrates community for people of color on the gender and sexual spectrum. His work has been featured in publications such as the New York Times, NBC, AU Magazine, Ebony Magazine, the Advocate, and The Guardian, and various film festivals. The Healing Space would like to welcome not only an amazing artist, but also my best friend, Mr. Brandon Nick. Welcome to The Healing Space, sir. Hey, Ray. How you feeling? You know, I'm feeling awesome. How about you? Um, I'm good. Okay. I'll be honest, I'm a little... Um, I think tired is the proper word. Um, this weekend was a lot. I was a about lot to say. A lot of goodness, but a lot. Right, right. Listen, because yeah. that, that happens. <laughs> Even from goodness, you get tired. <laughs> yeah, I got so late, feeling like bag lady, and then woke up a little early because Storm don't let me sleep. She was like, Storm's his cat, by the way. Yeah, Storm is my cat. She's like, I don't care what your alarm clock is set for. You're going to wake up on my time. <laughs> So, like, I'm in bed trying to, like, sleep and spoon my boo, and she just scratching my shoulder, like, meow, meow, wake up. I'm like, girl. All right. She said it's about me. Let me live. But, you know, I'm good other than that. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't think I told you. So, I'm so glad that uh, Don Ye said what he said to me. So, I was there, and I don't think I told you, but while I was there by myself, this is why he was at the play, uh, Storm had come up on the couch. And so she was following me everywhere. And that's what I, I felt so bad because I wanted to rub her. And I was like, okay, I'll die. <laughs> so I can't rub you. So she was following me everywhere. She'd jump up on the couch and just stare at me for a little while. And I told Don, yeah, I was like, I wanted to rub her so bad because she come in between my legs and stuff. And I'm like, ooh, keep your distance. <laughs> so finally, ooh. after a while, I would say probably maybe a half an hour. She was like, all right, because clearly you're not about me. So I'm leaving you alone. <laughs> Donnie was like, the shade is, if you would have tried to pat her, she would have scratched you. I was like, she <gasps> very much, very, very much that. She, like, like she is a really mixy cat. You're going to get, I'm brushing up on you, cause, and I want you to think I'm friendly, but if you even touch me the wrong way, you're going to feel it. I was like, that's so shady. <laughs> Not you going to leave people in. Like. Mm-hmm. A false, a false sense of security. <laughs> very, very much that. I love her though. Oh, yes. Listen, that's why she's your cat. <laughs> I was like, she got the right parent. She does. <laughs> okay, so you said this this weekend was a lot of fun, but it took some energy out of you. So share with our misfits exactly what happened this weekend. Because I know it had a lot to do with Pride, because this was Pride Weekend in D.C. I mean, in New York, my bad. <laughs> Fix um, your face. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Pride everywhere. I mean, no shade, it probably is Pride everywhere. Um, but yeah, so yesterday, Sunday, I, me and my partner, Donde, we threw our annual Black Queen Hair picnic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it originally started as just like a space for 
like the like black and brown queer and trans people together because in my opinion pride is um annoyingly white and it's also just become another holiday that uh essentially is for corporations um so i'm like not really here for the shit can i cuss yeah, absolutely yeah uh, i'm not really here for the shit um <laughs> So, like, our way to, like, celebrate Pride was to celebrate it amongst ourselves. So, every year we throw a picnic. Yesterday, Sunday's picnic was really cute. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I ended up having to, like, because I always come with a lot of stuff, like, blankets, speakers, like, food. Obviously, because I'm hosting, I want to make sure, like, we have the essentials. Right. Um, and it never fails. Like, people come and they bring things, which is cute. Um, people come and they bring things. Uh, but they leave like empty. So like I'm normally coming home with like extra food, extra alcohol, extra drinks. Right. So like I'm literally traveling back to Jersey City, feeling like bag lady with like <laughs> all the bags of all the edibles and all the like drinkables. I'm just like child shoulders, shoulders on achy achy. And then I also went to the gym the other day, so I'm just like my thighs are sore. <laughs> but. <laughs> But the picture was really cute. Um, I saw I really... the picture because you know I I love to see the picture of everybody every year. Yeah, and the energy in the picture felt good. So I don't know yeah. if that kind of gave what the picnic was this year, but the energy in the picture felt really good. It was. Um, you didn't come to last year's, did you? you came no. the year before that. Yeah, the year before that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like so I think at least with in terms of the one that you came to, it, it definitely felt like very, very that, like very communal. It wasn't too clickish. Like people came and a lot of like a lot of people like, you know, got right. mixy and met other folks. Um Yeah, it was just like a really good vibe. I think it was fewer people this year than it was last year, but we still had an amazing turnout. Yeah. Um yeah, like, I just loved being able to like meet new faces and keep with everybody. Yeah. Like I don't know if you saw on these other projects Instagram page, but like Darby, my friend Darby was just cutting up the whole whole ass time. Um, Listen, life. like, and, I, and that's what I really love the most about like the picnic is that like we just get to come and like we just get to be like our whole ass selves. Like Absolutely. I ain't gotta like put on or like take. Or I'm just me and everybody else. I expect and anticipate it would also be them. Darby is the life, no matter where he is. He's always the life. Okay. <laughs> Always, I look at him and I have to remind myself he's so young. I'm like, if you are where you are now, I cannot wait to see where you are <laughs> when you're older. My God, <laughs> mm-hmm. the world yeah. is not ready for you at all. But uh, I was, some, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say that I, I, I love that I was there in the transition years of the picnic. Mm-hmm. So it was like I was there for two and three. So right. I was there for two when it was like maybe a smooth what eight nine of us. Yeah, when it was really really intimate, like right. very much our media tribe. Like, come on, yo, let's just right. Let's 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 rebel against white pride and have our own little picnic. Right, listen. <laughs> and then literally the next year is when it was like massive. Child, and there was people yeah. everywhere. <laughs> I just remember like, oh shit, like <laughs> y- y'all really here. <laughs> Like, it literally went from, like, eight to, like, at any given point, like, 70 fucking people. Listen, smooth, okay? Yeah, I'm just like, I, I don't think I was, I couldn't handle, because I was just, like, like, I'm a mixy person. Right. But I'm also, like, a real ambivert. Like, I need, like, 
I'm only like I need to like be prepared to be like that active, right? To be that activated, child. When people was just coming in, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like you would think you would think all the black people are all the black queers and um, trans people like paid pride and just show listen. Up. That is what it and felt I like. I was living I was overwhelmed, but I was here for okay. It. Um, <laughs> and then yes, like so, like I'm. I'm realizing, well, I realized that year that this picnic is literally bigger than, like, me and my friends, because, like, obviously other people feel the way we do. Like, we just want to, like, we want to celebrate pride, but we want to celebrate it with people who look and feel like and resemble us. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Like, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I'm going to throw it every year until I feel no need to, but who knows when that's going to happen, child. Right. (laughs) Okay, so my, my second year, the year where it really blew up, was also the year where you did Kiss Out Loud. So I wanted to talk it a little was. bit about that. Yeah, yeah. It was. That was a good year. <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I, I just loved the whole energy of what you put into that Pride year and everything you wanted to do. So explain to the Misfits a little bit about what Kiss Out Loud was and how they can find it online. So Kiss Out Loud was... And originally, a response, my response, our response as each other project to what we heard had happened, um, and at the Pulse uh, nightclub in Florida, because mm-hmm. uh, originally I heard that the shooter um, was triggered by seeing two men kissing, and for me, I was just one, I was shook, and two, just like really disheartened at the thought that the love I had for my husband um, could trigger somebody to, like, respond so heinously and so, like, does that, like, like, so horribly. Right. Um, but, like, also, like, not wanting to shy away from, like, the love I had for my man because I'm, I'm happy and thankful to be in a place and to exist in a time where, like, I can love openly. Um, and I'm, like, I'm not going to let, like, some hater... Or like somebody who like feels some type of way about my love stop me from doing what I want to do, and I don't want anybody else to feel that way either. Absolutely. Um, I'm just like, what? Like, what can I do to one honor the people um, we lost and honor the like the lives of those who are infect- impacted by the people we lost, but two to like celebrate like what we like what we do and what, like and how we exist. Right. And for it was me, it was. We gonna kiss. We gonna kiss up and love up on each other. Um, and so we partnered with a friend of ours named Dane, who runs a blog called Permission. Um, just because we or we around the time this happened, we were just all just like in a state of disbelief. Yeah. Um, and like also trying to figure out how to collaborate. And I was just like, I would really love to do like a, essentially a kissing campaign. Right. Um, Everybody was on board, and, like, everything happened, like, really fast. Like, I forget the exact date that the shooting had happened, but I think we'd done the actual campaign within the same week. Um, Like, the photos came out later, but we did the photo. Like, the campaign itself had happened in the same week. Like, I I hand-painted the backdrop, which was a whole podcast, (laughs) but I really enjoyed it. And for those who haven't seen it, you can go to to theeachotherproject.com. Um there'll be a tab called Us Out Loud because now I'm also trying to make this a bigger thing. Right. Um, like different forms of different campaigns based on different things. Right. Um, yeah, hand-painted the backdrop. 
uh, which was really nice. Um, and, and um, that was but, quite a process because you, you, you know I was at the I was at the apartment for that process. Yes, <laughs> that was quite a process. <laughs> Had that canvas spread across the whole bedroom, <laughs> just like hot, no ventilation. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so like that's that's really where that started, um, and I like. Considering that it was happening during Pride, and I know how much, like, how many things are actually happening during Pride, how many events um, people are getting pulled to go through. I'm really glad that people came out to support uh, the cause. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. So you guys definitely make sure you go to the Each Other Project and check that out. So you said, well, what's the name of the tab they're going to click on again? Us Out Loud. Mm Mm-hmm. Indeed. So now, like, now we just like we just get to be like, let us just live and be our most authentic, lively selves. Yeah. So if someone wants to attend the picnic next year, just know that it's always going to be on the Sunday of Pride in New York. Yes. Very that. Short of short of short of the skies opening up and right, like, and it pouring down, it'll be during. The parade, which in the because this this was the fifth year, right? In the five years yeah. you all have done it, it's never rained, has it? Child, and I thank God, I thank all the gods. Because <laughs> when I tell you, somebody like people were hitting me up and was like, "So this weekend it says it's uh, a slight chance of rain. What are we going to do?" I'm like, "Well, one will be under a tree, right?" Because <laughs> I don't, I honestly didn't intend to like cancel it for any reason. Yeah, because I was looking forward to the picnic, but I'm like, okay, it's. it's on Friday, it was saying like ten percent chance. Right. Saturday, it gave like twenty percent. Right. Sunday morning, Sunday morning, it gave thirty percent chance of thunderstorms. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we got, but we gonna take a chance. Right. And Mother Nature, she like she held us down up until I was going home, and here I am, being bag lady, walking to my house with all these bags and, <laughs> and getting wet, but. I was fine getting wet on the way home as long as it didn't rain on, literally rain on our picnic. Right. Rain on our <laughs> indeed, indeed. So you guys definitely make sure you want to check that out next year. And uh, we'll get all of the contact information at the end so you can make sure that you're walking with them on social media as well. Yes, okay. Well. So, <laughs> so the next thing I want to talk to you about with this being Healing Through Pride this episode, I wanted to talk to you about ball culture. Because for me personally in my life, you encompass and love and adore and breathe and live ball culture more than anyone else who I'm close to. So I really Mm. wanted to get your way of thinking when it comes to Pose on FX and what you think it gathered from Paris is Burning, you know, and what you believe it means for the culture right now to be able to see those faces on television I don't want to put too much on you because I realize I'm asking like so many questions at once. Um, but also what your life has been like. See, this is why I don't need to see people on Skype when because I can't take you right now. Him and his hair right now. But uh, but also what the culture has been like for you when it comes to ball culture. Okay. Um, loaded. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start with the last question, because I think it, it'll that'll lead into pose. Okay. Um, so my affinity and deep, never-ending love for the scene 
Um, and I'll just refer to it as the scene. Okay. So whoever's listening, know when I say the scene, I mean ballroom culture, ballroom community, right. and all that, and all that ripples from that. Um, so my like never-ending love for the scene, literally for me, was I found myself and I found an understanding for being gay in the scene because like I knew I was gay since like way back, like since grade school. Right. Um, I didn't discover. Like, and I didn't really have language. I just knew I liked men. Right. Um, well, I guess when I was young, I knew I liked boys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew I, liked, I knew I liked the same sex. Right. Um, but beyond that, I didn't know there was, like, a world outside of, like, just my attraction to people who looked like me. And then I get to college, um, and I started going to uh, Paradox, which is this club we had in Baltimore. May I rest in peace? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it did finally come to an end, didn't it? It did. Yeah. It did. Saturdays was really lit, but um, I remember going to Paradox. Actually, I think the first time I went to Paradox was my senior year in high school. But I went to Paradox, and it had two rooms, like a hip hop room and what I essentially call the beats, the mm-hmm. room with the beats. Um, I went in, and I just remember literally, um, very much like Damon, just being like floored, um, just like oh, what are these gay people doing? Like, prancing back and forth and dancing in a way that I don't understand. Right. Um, And then, like, the more and more I went, the more and more I got to meet people and just got, like, embedded into the culture, it was just like, oh, my gosh, there are people who, like, look like me. We have our own language. We have our own, like, style, our own culture. Like, literally, ballroom is its own ecosystem, and I've I've always been in love with that. Um, So even, like, in the times where... Like, I haven't been, like, necessarily in it because I think now I exist on, like, the fringe and the cusp of the scene um, yeah. because I'm not necessarily in it, but I'm always of it. Um, I just, I love it. So, like, with Pose, I'm, one, I'm extremely happy that this show exists. Yeah. Um, like, I think representation is so fucking important. Um, and I'm, like, even more happier that the people who are behind the project are actually people from the community. Cause like, of course I imagine, um, my response, my initial response was other people's initial response of, Oh, here goes this white man trying to tell somebody else's story. But at least he was smart enough to bring on other people. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Like from, from the scene and like people who like are of the culture to like really lead this movement and like lead this project. Um, child, I cried during the first episode. Cause I'm just like, this is really real. Like, like I know this. Yeah, I know. This. I know the culture. Um, and granted, like, Barham has been making like little steps here and there. Like, people love to come and like tap into it because it's niche and they want to like get it on the cachet. But like, this is fucking national television. Like, this is FX. People are watching this. Right. Like, episode four just came. Four. Right. Episode yeah. four just came out. People are like still watching the show about, like, young, queer, and um, trans youth in New York who, like, create their own family. I'm just like, this is, like, this is such a beautiful time. And not even just with Post, because we also have My House, which is a docuseries, or, like, reality TV docuseries, whatever you want to call it, right. um, which is also beautiful. Um, so it's like, we literally exist in a time where we can look on TV and see ourselves, and I'm so in love with that because I just remember when I was a young little bitch queen who didn't even know what a bitch queen was back then I couldn't look anywhere to see myself reflected in media 
TV, music, film, nowhere. So, like, I, I'm always appreciative of the scene for giving me my identity and for, like, letting me find myself. And I'm just even more um, proud and happy that we have these, like, projects existing on, like, on mainstream platforms. And I think the beauty of this is, regardless of what the outcome of Pose or, like, My House is, one, I hope they both get picked up for multiple seasons, but regardless of the outcome, I think this creates um, a path for more, like, for more projects representing <clears throat> our lived experiences and that truth. Um, yeah, I'm just like, what a time to be alive. Like, yeah. you know, I'm like, now I'm like really just, again, sitting in a moment of, here I am, a black queer creative, doing the work, and also seeing the work being done on a bigger scale. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> um, yeah, like so. I'm, I'm, I'm really being filled with emotions right now. But I'll just say I'm really proud to be a black gay man right now, or a black queer person in general yeah. right now. Yeah, the the emotions are understandable, especially for you know there there are a certain age group who won't know what it is that some of us, because even you, you and I are kind of separated by a certain amount of age, you know. Yeah. But it's like to be able to look at where you were and what television looked like when you were younger and to look at it now and to see what it looks like and people whose voices sound so much like yours you know Mm. Mm. it's powerful it's powerful and just like you said you know we we pray that it gets more seasons but even if it doesn't just the power from this season alone and how it will carry you know yeah. It's so beautiful to be able to see. And the thing that we have to make sure we do, because this this happens this happens every now and then, every couple of decades, it happens where blackness becomes so visible, like on a mm-hmm. scale that you can't help but notice, you know? But then after a while it slowly begins to die down and then everything becomes whitewashed again, you know. Right. And you're wondering where our voices and faces are. But it's like not only is it black this time, but it's black and queer. Yeah, you know, and it's like so now we're in a place where both have to fight the 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 intersection of being black and queer is like okay we have to come together to make sure that we don't fade away that it just becomes yeah. stronger and stronger you know so the reason why I was smiling when you were talking especially when you were saying the emotions you were getting into it is because I'm saying to myself how beautiful is it to know that we're not just looking from the sidelines we are part yeah. of the narrative that's being told right now you know. And, like, another thing, um, and so, like, <laughs> I'm going to say this first. Like, Raven, you know, I will go on a tangent, so I'm hoping that this doesn't become that. Right. And I, and I don't lose myself. <laughs> but <laughs> what I think is, is also interesting is just the notion of, like, when Black Panther came out, how, like, there were, like, really strong, like, really strong extreme feelings of the representation of it. Like, one yay, we have, like, a black superhero who's, like, dominating the box office. And then it's the whole notion of, yeah, but, like, all the money is going to, like, like the white executives and Marvel. Both are true. Right. But, like, one, I think I think it's important how you look at things because I'm choosing to look at it, and I, and I bring this up to bring it to, um, to pose into my house. I look at Black Panther as, yes, we have this um, mainstream black movie about, like, a superhero dominating the box office the money is going to white executives but at the end of the day black actors are getting cast mm-hmm. black people 
people of color behind the scenes are also being cast. So, like, we are getting employed and we're getting work. Right. And what this does is open the doors for more opportunities of people of color, super like superhero, like or not, Come on. to be like in front of and behind the camera. So, when I think about Pose, regardless of what the outcome of Pose is, we have an opportunity to employ queer and trans people of color. Because when I, every episode I look at of Pose and of my house, I literally see people I know. Like, people I can walk down the street and be like, hey girl, what's yes. tea? Like, yes. literally, I'm seeing <laughs> my fucking friends and my Judy's and people I have looked up to. So it's like, it's not just, oh, Pose or Black Panther or my house or whatever the case may be, like, it's getting made to like, put money into somebody's uh, somebody else's pocket. That is very true. But it's also employing us in the process. So, like... Absolutely. R- really fucking beautiful. So, again, so, like, I- I'm here for all these moments because... Right. When... How... Like, if Pose wasn't happening or My House wasn't happening, when would we see this this much representation of black trans women, black listen, queer youth and Like... It's, it's all... It's all about being invited into the room and then being mm-hmm. invited to the table. Once mm-hmm. you're at the table, what you do with your voice when at the table is what matters. So it's like true when you get Black Panther, as you said, there are a lot of white executives who are making money. However, these black people, these creatives that are in front of and behind the scenes, once they're out there like Lena Waithe, you know, mm-hmm. it's like she came on Masters of None, Master of None, and look what she's been able to do with that. Yeah, you know, yeah. and she was like, okay, I'm not just going to be somebody who writes for and is in front of the camera for this show. No, I'm going to use this to be able to get in so many other places. And now she has the shy that's on Showtime and doing mm-hmm. so many more things. You know, right. so it's like, okay, once you have an opportunity to get through there, don't just rest. Don't just be like, all right, well, I'm here now, so that's good enough. Oh, yeah. Not only make more of a way for yourself, but open the door for even more people. Not to kind of, yeah. you know, I, I guess a little side tangent real quick. I don't know if you saw, <laughs> but Netflix just started a campaign called uh, Strong Black Leads. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, why I just you... saw it on Instagram. Listen, now, I'm not going to lie. If I'm going to be totally transparent, I'm going to be totally transparent. I felt some kind of way because when you're looking at the picture, uh, it, like everyone's on there and then I saw Laverne Cox and Laverne mm. Cox is kind of off to the side and it felt like she was very much by herself mm. so it made me give a side eye because I'm like I feel like the trans woman should have been somewhere in the middle you know yeah. but but again going back to what we were saying as far as the way you can look at the story the story is she's there you know she's yeah. represented in the picture and being able to see all of these beautiful black faces for those people who may not understand when looking at the all of those shows are still on Netflix you yeah. know all those faces you saw are people who are still employed by Netflix so this isn't a situation where you're looking at pictures I mean people from the past no all of them are right. there right now and they're right. all in several different shows as a matter of fact I was looking like wait Ava's on there well what's Ava doing with Netflix I wasn't even aware she was doing anything with Netflix it's like okay a whole ass deal listen listen just like Shonda Rhimes <laughs> okay Shonda was like ABC it's been cute but I'm gonna go ahead and take the rest of my shows over here real quick <laughs> Look, I need Netflix to call me. Hello. First of all, because you know, you know, I like speaking onto your spirit. You know, I like mm. speaking onto your spirit. You know, that's a, de- a done deal, right? Like, mm. you just put I, that I, out I there. It. You put I that out it. there, and I'm sending that over to you. That's a done deal. Like, to me, hey, here's it. the crazy thing I feel like Netflix is easy. Like, real talk. Mm. I feel like Netflix for a lot of people would be like, wow, that's going to be a difficult grab. I don't think it's going to be difficult for you. Mm. I really don't. 
Like, I feel mm-hmm. like you are quite literally one degree separated from you being able to walk into a meeting at Netflix. Real mm-hmm. talk. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here. Like, and I'm not going to make this a tangent. I'm just going to try to make this uh, short and sweet. I just think it's really interesting, but also really late, that a lot of um, networks and production companies and executives and producers are spending so much time and energy on trying to, like, hash up, like, these old, like, like, trying to do, like, these, read, what is, what's the word? Like, trying to do these redos of, like, all these old shows. Like, we don't need another Martin. Right. We don't need another, no, like, there's so many creatives. Yeah. Right, reboot, there we go. There's so many creatives um, of color who also exist on a spectrum, who also have stories to tell. Listen. That are new, original, and authentic. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. And, like, y'all, like, y'all are still, in, and like, investing into this, like, all right, great. Martin was great back, and there's no shade. Like, these shows are great. But, Absolutely. Like, everything does everything does not deserve a reboot right right it's like listen if if anything create new stories and then bring these people onto those shows with them you know very much that very much that exactly it's like come on don't take away from all the new stories and there are there's a vast amount of new stories that need to be told you know Mm -hmm. but but then that also becomes the the beauty of streaming you know Mm-hmm. Um, and and creatives who are thinking of new ways to be able to tell stories, you know. So it's like, okay, if you and, and th- that's something that I'm loving right now is that people are making a decision that if you aren't opening a door for me, I'll open a door by myself. And you know, I've yeah. always believed in that. I'm a mm-hmm. huge proponent of I'll do it myself. <laughs> you know, I don't have to wait. I for mean, you. and honestly, that's like that's how each other project got started. Me and Donnie literally, like in the beginning uh, phases of us like courting and dating. Um, it was just like we did not like the representation. Originally, um, we didn't like the representation of the representation and lack of representation yeah. that came in in media. Yeah. Because um, it was always like second string. It was always this like really tacky, tropey ass like role. Um, like, like it was always something on the extreme. And like both are, again, really valid. Like we're either super duper masculine and sexualized or like super duper effeminate. Um, again, both of, both of which are authentic, but there's so much in the middle. Like we are so much more than come so much more than this. Um, so we're just like you know, we're just gonna create our own shit, and right. we did MDBG, MDBG, and from there it's like we're just gonna cre- keep creating our own shit because we need to see ourselves are presented in the way that we want to be seen. So like we're going to create this. Yeah, we are going to like create the narratives that we want to see and the narratives we want to hear. I'm just like I'm also just thankful that we exist in a time. Where like things are happening on the mainstream level, like we do have Pose, we do have My House, we do have like all of these other projects that actually include queer and trans people of color and who aren't of color, I suppose. Right. Um. But I also appreciate like all of the independent artists that I know are like black, brown, Asian, uh, like people of color who who exist in a community who are literally doing. Like I know so many people who are literally creating the work that they want to see. So And and for me, it's like, again, I'm so happy. Because, like, if I'm not the one, if I'm not the next bitch to, like, go up there to, like, to glow up or blow up, right? I'm fine with that because I know whoever is the next one is doing, like, is really doing the work. Yeah. Like, it is so, it is so many of us right now. And I'm just, I'm just so in love with where we are yeah. right now as people. Because we just, we just get to create, we get to be, we get to rebel against the norm, we get to shake up and disrupt the status quo, and I'm just I'm just so honored to be a part of this movement. Absolutely. I Absolutely. I, <laughs> I was having a conversation. Where's the people shaking shit up? 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was having a conversation with BHW when we were talking about some things as far as the the podcast, and I was saying to him, I was saying to him that it's funny how the the queer community is vast, but it seems small because mm. when I think about the degrees of separation that we all have mm-hmm. from each other, no matter the level of where we are, we're literally about one or two degrees separated from everybody, you know? Right. <laughs> and right. it's like, I, I think about who I'm connected to and I'm like, wow, there really isn't a reason why if you are a creative who really has a passion for doing what you want to do, that you can't mm-hmm. be successful. Because you're like a good one to two phone calls away from somebody who is so further up, quote unquote, who's able to be able to open a door for you or at least be able to give you some advice. And I'm kind of loving that we're in a place right now. Now, mind you, if if we're being completely real, we're unfortunately still in a place where some people feel like they can't give you that door, you know, where it's like, okay, listen, you're going to impede upon what it is that I'm attempting to do, you know. Um, which is unfortunate, and we definitely yeah. pray for those people. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but the the whole thing is is that since we exist in this place of if you don't if you don't create the space, if you're not willing to give me the advice, one there are other people who are willing to do it, and two mm-hmm. we exist in a place where a lot of us are like we're just going to do it by ourselves. Listen, research mm-hmm. is real, so <laughs> I'll go and do what it is I need to do to get the information okay. that I want. You know. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Gag when the um, legs on your chair break and you ain't at the table no more. Listen, when you escorted out the room, <laughs> okay. And on your way out, you see me making a new, a whole new plate. Okay. Some fresh cooked salmon with some wild rice, some asparagus, a nice glass of white wine, and I'm just gonna be eating, looking at you like, bye. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your stay. Thank you for giving up your seat. Thank you for giving up your... I will <laughs> reach through this computer right now. <laughs> I mean, it's real, because it's like, I think... And again, being transparent, because it's, it's, also it's also not only the people who aren't in that community, because I think this also is a thing that like we go through in that community where it's like, we have people, for whatever reason, we need to compete. Yeah. Um, and like any in any medium... Um, and it's like we all want to be great. Yeah, like I want to be great. I also want the next bitch to be great. But I'm not about to. I I don't feel the need to compete because we all doing like we all are fighting for the same shit. Like again, if I'm not the one, if I'm not the one to glow up and blow up, I'm not gonna be salty because like I'm gonna be happy that you did, bitch. Hello, hello. And and then I think about like I think I think I heard it first from Issa. I don't know whose words it was originally, but I heard it first from Issa. Like. Because I'm also imagining, like, if one of my, like, if somebody I know in my ecosystem, when they glow up or blow up, that they'd bring us along, too. Because, like, if if, if if I am the next bitch, or, like, if me and D are the next ones to, like, go up, I'm going to bring the people I know with me. Right. Like, like, like she said, like, don't network up, network, network across. Because this right now, like, the people next to us. Yeah. Is literally the next wave. Like, I honestly, like... Yeah, yeah. If I get to connect, if I if I connect up, great, because that's a resource that I get to tap into. Yeah, but ultimately, it's, it's about who's next to me, because we are literally going to come in and shift and shake every fucking thing. Absolutely, and and that's the way I've always believed. Like, because I support people because I want to support them. 
Because mm-hmm. again, in in this continuing continuing role of transparency, um, <laughs> I support and promote a lot of people who don't support and promote me. But okay. my thing is, is that I think that the work is great, so I'm going to post it. You know, I'm going to let people know about it because at the end of the day, I know the people are going to hear about the healing space, whether you help or not. You know, right. um, but I love that, like my friend Kevin, who has the Outline Podcast, he mm-hmm. and I are constantly promoting one another. And people can be like, okay, we understand that y'all are really close friends, but y'all both have podcasts. You don't think that's hurting you at all? No. no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not in any way, shape, or form. As a matter of fact, on the Healing Spaces Instagram page, I go up there and I post on my IG story and on the page other black podcasts that I feel like you need to check out. Right. Listen, like, why, why am I trying to keep all this for me? It's community. It's about community. It's literally, literally what you've been saying the whole time. You know, it's like, if one of us gets there, do you understand how this ladder works? That's the question. Do you understand how this ladder works? Right. <laughs> You're right. trying to take rungs away. Like, mm-mm. No. We're helping each other shine. Yeah. Like, like why can we not celebrate each other? Like, Because right. if, if we're not celebrating each other, then what are we doing this for? Come on. Come on, co-creator that's, of that's the Each Other Project. You better talk about it. <laughs> Literally, like, what are we, like, if I'm creating, if me, as a creator, a black queer creator, who's creating, and not celebrating other black queer creatives who are creating, what the fuck am I, like, literally, say it, say it, (laughs) a whole word, because if that's the case, because if that's the case, I would just, I'm not gonna say that, okay, Okay. <laughs> I was waiting. I was thinking sometime during this conversation he go ahead to catch go ahead to bite his tongue. Yeah. I know that him. I was that moment. I will, but I will say this. I will say this. Um I do think there's work to be done in that community. Because uh, we I think in order for us to elevate as queer and trans people, as queer and trans people of color, um there needs to be a lot of unity and solidarity. Absolutely. Um, and like, it, and to me, it literally looks like even if I don't necessarily see it for you personally, um, you don't see it for me personally. I'm not gonna like knock you off the ladder, bitch, because like we all need to, we all need to get out of whatever fucking pit we're in. Come on. And we can't do that. And we can't do that if we're still trying to like knock the next bitch out the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll say that. Yeah. Absolutely. Come on. That, 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 I like how you, whatever you were going to say, I like where you went. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm learning diplomacy. I am learning diplomacy. Like, I'm also, <laughs> and I feel like this is something we talked about before, um, being, being more honest and authentic with myself. Absolutely. Um, but also understanding that even though at times, like, I feel like I ain't, like, I ain't like nobody to be paying attention to. I do know people pay attention yeah. um, to like what I do and like, to what we do and like what I say. Absolutely. Um, so just trying to like honor and appreciate all of those people um, while still being honest. Yeah. Because it's also <laughs> it's also and I'm laughing because this is the kind of a conversation we had at the picnic yesterday. Um, because it's also like you can have the right approach or like the right intent but the wrong approach. And I chuckled because I'm thinking about. Um, and I don't know if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, but I'm like, and wait, do you watch it? Because I, I haven't since Bianca Del Rio won. I don't know who that is. So I, 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 do I'm you new. watch it? I'm new. 
I love how that conversation went. Um, do you watch the Bulls Drag Race? I, I watch this one. I'm like, I don't know. So I'll say I'm, I'm watching this season. Okay. The current season, and I watch like a few of the All Stars. So like a lot of the queens, I don't actually know. Okay. Um, but there's a uh, one queen who had got eliminated. Um, her name was the Vixen, black uh, drag performer from Chicago, like who's known for being like rebellious and revolutionary and like fighting like the status quo, status quo being white, right. patriarchy, all the things. Um, like I think, and because you haven't seen it, I won't say too much because I'm sure somebody's gonna listen to this and be like, Brandon, you use this, use this stupid ass for like even not liking this. But like, <laughs> I think. I mean, because there are some people who are for Vixen. I was for Vixen, but I say all this to say um, she had the right intent, but I, I think her approach was kind of all over the place. Right. Don't know why I'm bringing that up anymore. Because again, <laughs> See, I did good. We've been on. We've been on this. Uh, Right, almost an hour, and this is the first time I lost my train of thought. Listen, I was like, "Oh, where's he going?" I was like, "Okay." I love that at the end of the conversation is when you're bringing, you're doing all the things. I'm like, "Okay." (laughs) He at least waited to the end to 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 have all the Brandonisms. Yeah, (laughs) okay. So I have two concluding questions for you. Okay. The first one is, what does pride look like for you when you think of pride? And it could it can show up in all different types of ways. So there's no like particular right answer. Mm-hmm. What does pride mean and feel like to you? Hmm. Um, to me, pride feels like I can I go into the world outside of my home, mm-hmm. and if I choose to show up as the bandiest version of me, them I can do that, and I give a shit about what anybody who doesn't identify or understand my um, expression has to say about it. It looks like being able to love upon my man in public or in private and be on social media loving upon my man and loving up on, like, the whole community. Um, It looks like seeing myself reflected on TV. Mm Mm-hmm. It looks like knowing knowing that I have friends who have similar experiences as me, who sees me, who I also see, um, and we all get to be. Um, and I wasn't trying to rhyme intentionally. It just <laughs> came out really corny like that. Um, yeah, pride looks like... Pride looks like black brown, queer, and trans people disrupting the norms, creating a lot of space, and, like, breaking shit down, and in, that, and in these cracks, creating growth where we get to be more present, be more ourselves, be more aware. Um, and it looks like community. It really just looks like us showing up for one another, um, us loving one another, and even if we don't live for another person, us just really wanting us all to grow. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And the final question is, well, I guess not the, yeah, yeah, this will be the final. <laughs> I was thinking about something else I was going to say. I'm like, that's not really a question. Okay. So the final question is when you think of healing, what does healing look like for you? Ciao. <laughs> 
Ciao. What does healing look like for me? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, do I, I'm like, do I heal? But I, and I do. So that's like, real. Wow, like, that's real. Because um, you know, I'm like a person who will literally keep a lot of things um, mm-hmm. internalized, just let it decompose. And sometimes some things don't decompose because everything in your, like all of your experiences aren't biodegradable. Um, Listen, okay. I, 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 I see the snippet I'm gonna use for this episode. Um, I got mine right there. Okay. Healing for me looks like me being honest with myself, to myself, and to other people. Mm. Um, it doesn't all for me. It doesn't always look like having to. Um, like properly handle my I guess not so much garbage but in the space of the analogies that I just made it doesn't always it doesn't necessarily look like me like literally having to manage the things that I've been repressing but just being honest about what I feel what I've been through um and like not denying the trauma yeah um, yeah or like, or like the joys, because like, like there have been things that have brought me joy um, in the past that I've like learned because of society to take shame in. Right. Um, I think for me, healing looks like just being honest with myself and with others, uh, which is something I'm like working on because I'm I'm in a constant state of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> it looks like it also looks like um, well I won't say it, it also sounds like listening to Janet Jackson on the days when I feel really low mm-hmm. um, it looks like me getting my best life and cutting up and voguing my ass off when I feel the spirit too um, it looks like loving up on my friends it lo- and like now, because this is actually something we've said to, I, I, I told you the other day when we spent five hours on the phone, mm-hmm. it, healing also feels like just being in touch with people. Yeah. Um, like in my, in my close, like in my ecosystem and like being in touch with them in a way like this, like actually looking at each other, even if it's through technology, looking at each other and communicating and, and existing off of commenting on somebody's Facebook post or liking their Instagram posts or like retweeting their Twitter um, posts. Like it looks like really interacting with those who live in my ecosystem. Right. Come on. All the things. All all the things. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag all the things. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So if people would like to walk with you on social media, how would they go about doing that? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> At Brandon Nick is B R A N D zero N N I C K Brandon Nick. It's also Brandon Nick on Facebook. Um, it's also the Each Other Project on Instagram. It's also we are the EOP on Twitter because they won't let us actually write out we are the Each Other Project because it's too many characters and Twitter's kind of late for that. Um, <laughs> It's also www.brandonick.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also 443. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. 
I don't really walk. I ride bikes. So ride bikes with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, ride with me. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> it sounds sound like a song. <laughs> it, I'm, I think it was a song by G Unit. Wow. Me ride with me something, 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 something. I don't know it. I'm done. (laughs) This is the perfect place to end this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you caught me off guard with that. I'm like, how did he just have G? But that's a whole other conversation to talk about how I call you the human jukebox. We're going to get to that another time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'd be up in New York when I used to live up there, and literally, we'd be walking, and he would have a thousand different songs just coming out of him. Like, where are these songs coming from? Literally. But anyway, thank you so much for this conversation. You know I love you. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think we're going to make our way to good news now. Anything else you need to say? Um, I was about to say, they can't see you saying you love me with your hands. <laughs> I was making the heart thing with my hands. Uh, last words is, be great and be all. Be ourselves. Live your best life. Live your best possible life. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right, guys, and now it is time for good news. It is now time for good news. I don't think it works as much if people can't see you. This is why when we have our first Healing Space Live event, I'm going to need to make sure you have at least four drinks in you, because I want people to see everything that you're doing right now. You are doing the most on this camera. Like I almost, I almost felt like you forgot where you were just now, because you started getting into your wine, and you were gone just now. I didn't forget to drink four drinks. I'm going to forget, and I'm going to be off program, okay? Listen, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> people people will pay to come to a show that we do just for the memory of Brandon alone. So that's all that matters to them. <laughs> whatever I'm saying on the mic don't matter as much as I'm seeing you in action. I used to get whatever that drink was I had uh, when I was hanging with you on um what day was that? Was it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah, no. Yes, when we were at Joe's. Yes. Listen. We gonna call that drink that drink the creeper. <laughs> it was Thursday. <laughs> The day of the live, yes, yes, like, right. <laughs> I was there and we did something. What was that? Right. <laughs> By the way, thank you to everyone who joined us on the live. Listen, I'm so glad <laughs> you mentioned the live because I completely <laughs> forgot. They got the damn drink. Might have a problem, but that's okay. Yeah, we were on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. And uh, I'm actually going to be posting the the live, the actual YouTube video again tonight. Because I think we talked about some pretty, yeah, we got pretty deep on this live. We got pretty deep. Listen. Absolutely half inebriated, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we definitely need to make sure. I need to go back to Joe's actually and ask them for that, uh, those ingredients. (laughs) I'm like, I'm making that drink for you. (laughs) That thing crept up on him he was so disrespectful towards that drink (laughs) he even had to inform the waitress (laughs) because he was so disrespectful had to let her know how it was not up to par 
Ah, he's had better in his life. <laughs> that much. Thank you very much. But you tasted the drink and you said you didn't taste anything either. No, that drink really tastes like a punk. It really did. Like I was like, no. I'm like, tell the truth. Don't just put it on me. But that creep like, energy though, it, that thing crept and was like, oh, you thought I was playing? Okay, no. He was real nice. Like when I tell you I had to drive his car, he was nice. <laughs> I was good and knocked in the passenger seat. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with Skype right now, but it completely froze on you in the middle of laughing. So you look like some really crazy monster. Okay, you're back now. <laughs> it looks so terrifying. So yeah, so our good news this week is actually joint good news. And that Uh-oh. is the fact that this is the 40th episode, sir. Yay! A baby could have been born. Oh my gosh. I can't. Oh my gosh. You have given birth to healing. Listen, yeah. you better say it. You better birth say it. Faces. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Indeed. Indeed. So, okay. Since we are only uh, a few months away from our anniversary, we're not going to go too deep into, you know, reflection. But we did both want to mention at least one thing that has really stood out to us. So for you, what has been your your thing that has really stood out to you so far? And this, by the way, Misfits, this isn't like our favorite thing. We just wanted to pick out one thing that really stood out over the last 40 episodes. Um, for me, it would be interviewing Elena. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's my first interview. I know Thomas was on before, but I didn't. You know, this was like friends cut that. Right. Um, <laughs> so and Elena would be my moment that I that sticks out to me as we're celebrating the 40th. Yeah, and that was a really good episode too. Yes, come on, there was a lot of knowledge being dropped on that episode. <laughs> for She's me, smart. how would you say? Is she smart? Indeed, indeed. Uh, for me, my moment would have to be un- coming to an understanding that this is a mental health podcast, you know, like realizing because we, we had, what was that, seven back to back or six back to back episodes all dealing with mental health. And, right. And, and the fact that it was happening so organically, like it was like, oh, we weren't even <laughs> attempting to go this far. Like, <laughs> and I finally had to pause and say to myself, but this is actually a mental health podcast. Like from day one, the whole the whole idea of healing, you know, and our reason for asking our misfits to come back and listen to us week after week is because this is a mental health podcast. So that's my moment. My moment is, you know, going through these uh, several episodes and coming to an aha at the end of it and being like, wow, we keep saying mental health episode this mental health episode that mental health podcast. That's really what we are. Listen, <laughs> the Healing Spaces of Mental Health podcast makes me feel like I need to change our category of where we are on um, on SoundCloud. When they ask you what are you, I always put under entertainment. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like actually, <laughs> about that. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you everyone for being on this journey with us because this has been great and if you think you've seen you ain't seen nothing yet just prepare for this anniversary but where you guys out with the anniversary but uh if you'd like to walk with us on uh social media where can they find you mr bhw just call me otis on twitter and instagram Mm -hmm. Uh, for ths podcast that would be underscore ths podcast on twitter and ths podcast on instagram 
Uh, you can, of course, find our official website at thspodcast.com. Uh, you can walk with me all over social media at Yogi. That's Scorpiogi. And uh, what else? You can also find us. You can download the podcast or just get a listen to it on SoundCloud or Apple Podcast or Overcast or uh, Google Play Music or YouTube. Listen, by the next time you listen to us, we're probably going to have another place, too, where you can listen to us at. Um, listen Notes, let's not forget them. The people over at Listen Notes, they went and put put us up themselves, so definitely make sure you listen at Listen Notes. Yeah, we're everywhere. You can't escape us. <laughs> You're going to get your healing on. <laughs> right? We'll lock you up and heal you. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so until then, that's it, right, BHW? That's it, that's all. All right. The best is yet to come. Come on, talk about it. The best is yet to come. We love you guys so much. And until next week, namaste. Namaste.